Welcome. This is Gartkosh and Glenboig Parish Church's audio service for Sunday the 10th of May. I'm Dave Slater and I'm delighted to once more have a couple of people involved in sharing this service with me. And if you would be willing to take part in future services, please let me know. If you have access to a smartphone, it's fairly straightforward to use an app like Voice Memos to record yourself and then email it in. Later, we'll hear Peter Slater give a reading and Betty MacDonald from Gartkosh lead us in prayers for others. I'm also once again thankful to Tom Lever for his work with me to provide some more sung worship. You can download the order of service for the words, or if you have a hymn book at home, perhaps you might look up Fight the Good Fight. The second hymn will perhaps not be as familiar or as readily available. The blessing song comes from Hymns of Glory. In John's Gospel, chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's a bold and uncompromising claim, yet also an encouraging one, as the reading continues. If we know Jesus, then we know God. And through the Bible, through prayer, through the work of God's Holy Spirit, we can know Jesus and listen to him. Today we're thinking of the story of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, the first to lose his life because of his faith. He was uncompromising in his beliefs too. So let's continue our service as we sing about that faithfulness in following the way, the truth and the life. Fight the good fight. take some time to pray, and as we do so, we'll conclude with the words of the Lord's Prayer. If you're not normally with us, we usually use a traditional form with these and eyes and using debts and debtors. However, if you're more comfortable with and more familiar with a different translation, 
Feel free to pray in that way. We can come together again at the end. Gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, it's been an interesting week. For some, the joke which I saw recently about if you're confused what day it is, Friday is Bank Holiday Monday, might sum up how you're feeling with the days being confused and confusing. For others, the media raising the prospect of a relaxation of lockdown that has then been questioned by some and, at least in Scotland, extended in the meantime, might make you feel like you're on a corona coaster of emotions. Then there's been the expected plans to commemorate the 75th anniversary of VE Day on Friday and over this weekend, as with everything else now changed and taking a very different form. Whether we were able to mark and participate in the commemorations during the day or in the evening, or simply in our own ways over this weekend, remembrance of any sort can be hard for those for whom it hits close to home. Help us, in this moment of listening to worship, to focus again, to direct our thoughts and emotions to you, to review again how we are gaining our spiritual nourishment, to maintain our hold on life and to seek God's face, to trust and believe as the hymn encourages us. Bless us, lead us and help us respond to you, for we pray in Jesus' name and using the pattern of prayer he shared with his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory for ever. Amen. Moving on to our notices, we do extend our welcome to all joining with us, whether it's today or whatever day you're listening to this, and invite you to tune in this Sunday afternoon again from 4pm. That's on Facebook Live, if you're able. I'll be getting myself a cup of tea and uh, being online ready for a chat and a catch-up. I'm also happy for people to send me messages for things to include uh, in the recorded service or to chat about on that Facebook Live. Do remember to spread the word. People can listen to this recorded Sunday service by phone on 01236 01236809095. It's usually updated on a Saturday, late on with the most recent Sunday's service. Do think of any neighbours or family members you, don't, you know who don't have internet access and might find this useful. You might also like to download the order of service with the hymn words and print out a copy for those you know who are listening on the phone. Remember also our church WhatsApp group and contact myself or Catherine if you'd like to be added to that. Uh, It's a chance for people to keep up and pray and uh, share different news. I'm also working on an email distribution list using the service called MailChimp. Uh, That's again for the churches to try and get information about what's happening to people who might not be big users of social media or the internet otherwise. So do let me know if you want your email address included. Elspeth Ferguson has reminded us about Coatbridge Food Bank, who we've often supported in the past, who've put out an appeal for donations of food items. You can leave those in bags at the gate of 102 Loch End Road in Gartgosh. Those in Glenboig or elsewhere who wish to contribute but can't get their bags down there should let us know 
and we can arrange pick-up. Next Sunday, the 17th, would have been the closing service for our organisations, and I plan to include a bit of the flavour of that if I can, and involve some of our Boys Brigade and Girls Brigade officers in the service. In news time, I don't have any local news uh, that I can think of at the moment, but do remember to let me know about any news you'd like to share. Um, But the birthdays that I'm aware of, and again, you can let me know about any for future weeks. A happy birthday to Margaret Pilling uh, in Glenboig, uh, whose birthday is today, if you're listening on Sunday, the 10th of May, and Irene Quaite in Gartkosh, who's later on, I think on Friday this week. Please continue to keep families and friends of Jimmy Adams in your prayers, his funeral was last week, and of Billy McConaughey, who passed away on Monday as well. We've also heard of a number of other friends and relatives of some of the folk in the church family who've passed away who'll get mentioned in our prayer later on. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 7, verse 54 and following, and Peter Slater is going to read that for us. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, Stephen's speech, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold their sin against them. When he he had said this, he fell asleep, and Saul approved of their killing him. Amen. Thanks be to God for the reading of his word. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, so they say. When the heat is on, you start to see folks' true colours. And, when pressed, persecuted or opposed, you begin to see what someone's faith is really like. Stephen was a man described in Acts chapter 6 as full of faith and the Holy Spirit. He was chosen to look after the ministering to the vulnerable, such as providing food to widows. And this was particularly because the Greek-speaking and Greek-influenced widows seemed to be overlooked in favour of the Hebrew-speaking ones. So he became the first and perhaps chief deacon. However, his ministry extended to more than waiting on tables or distributing food, a worthy ministry in itself, because he also ended up doing wonders and signs. But there were those Jews who were against him and against all believers in Jesus, who made false accusations so that he would be brought before the Jewish court, the Sanhedrin. However, Stephen used that opportunity to challenge the Jews over Israel's history, turning away to other gods and challenging the idea too that God was only to be found in the temple. He took a strong line and called his hearers stiff-necked and the end result was their anger against him so that they went to stone him to death. Strong stuff indeed. But Stephen had an amazing experience at this point. Looking up to heaven, he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing beside him. He didn't want to keep this experience to himself, and so told those listening what he could see. Sadly, this didn't endear him to them any more. But I wonder, if we are in positions where anger or persecution is directed against us, what's our first reaction? To try to 
pacify, to escape, or to put God first, to look to heaven and see where God can be given glory in the situation, to see where we can find Jesus. What do we do when we provoke an angered response from others? There is apparently fury, gnashing of teeth, and an unwillingness even to listen by covering their ears and yelling to drown out what else he might say. Some presumably took the lead in finding the stones to throw at him, and we're not talking little pebbles here, we're talking probably the size of a big cobble that you might uh, see in a cobbled street. Others took a more peripheral role. We have the first mention of Saul at whose feet the clothes were laid, presumably so those doing the stoning didn't get hot, dusty and sweaty. In modern terms, perhaps we might say Saul was hodding the jackets. But again, we don't hear of Stephen ducking, trying to dodge or shouting at them to stop. In fact, while he was being stoned, in the midst of receiving these painful and bone-breaking missiles probably, Stephen's response was to call out to the Lord Jesus. He realised he was about to give up his earthly life and eventually falling to his knees and crying out, he still thought of others. God, don't hold this sin against them. Luke, who also wrote the book of Acts, uses a euphemism of falling asleep but it's just a similar way to how we might say he passed away. And in case we might think Saul was a relatively innocent bystander, caught up in all this against his will or in horror, the bottom line was Saul was there giving approval to his death. Of course, that sets up what is one of the biggest turnarounds in any character's life later on in the book. When the going gets tough, when our faith is on the line, when we are in a tight situation, what are our own responses and what should they be? We wouldn't do too badly to emulate Stephen, who himself didn't do badly at following Jesus. He was filled with the Spirit, something that Jesus had promised and indeed commanded. He looked up to heaven and fixed his eyes on Jesus. Again, something that we could easily do. Perhaps sometimes it's not the most appropriate thing to physically turn our head upwards, but metaphorically to fix our eyes on Jesus, to have our focus on what is spiritual and heavenly uh, as much as on what is earthly and in front of us. We might say in the words of the hymn, Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Can we entrust ourselves to Jesus as Stephen did uh, there and as Jesus himself did to the Father on the cross? Into your hands I commit my spirit. Do we have that faith, that trust, uh, that hope, what we've committed to him against that day? Do we do the right thing even when others are not? Remember that someone once said integrity is doing the right thing even when no one's looking. Most challenging of all, perhaps, are we, can we, do we forgive others' crimes, to ask for God not to hold their sin against them? In fact, how concerned are we about others' spiritual state and their standing before God? 
Are we concerned enough to pray regularly about it? We might deplore someone's crime or sin, rightly so. There may indeed be ongoing consequences of it, but there's a vast difference between the consequence of action and the status of a person before God. Like those who famously and unusually have forgiven their child's murderers, say. Yet, of course, the perpetrator still has to serve a sentence in prison. The victims still have to live a life uh, cruelly separated from their loved one. We are people who are called to uphold justice, and there are consequences. But we can also practice mercy and forgiveness for ourselves as well as for others. Although somehow it's often easier to forgive ourselves and to be more stringent on others. We trust that few of any of us will ever have to choose between our faith and our lives. But we are all challenged to some measure of self-sacrifice. To consider who has first call in our life, our choices, our attitudes. Is it me first? I'm in the driving seat. Or is it... Turn your eyes upon Jesus and seek to act as he would act and put others before ourselves. Dear Lord God, we thank you for bringing us together in listening to this service and for your love for us and interest in us. We bring you our cares and concerns, trusting that you listen and will be faithful to respond. We pray for our frontline workers in the NHS and in other areas too. Thank you for the care that is given to those who are ill and the work done in allied professions and other carers at home, in nursing homes, providing social care. We pray too for scientists and researchers that they may find an effective vaccine in a relatively short time. We pray for people who are feeling isolated or frustrated at home and those who have been struggling with social distancing. Help us all to continue to follow the guidelines so that more people can be protected. We remember those who have lost loved ones, either to the virus or to other causes. It's hard at any time to grieve, but bereavement is particularly hard when a proper send-off is not possible. We continue to remember family and friends of Jimmy Adams and we pray for those known to some among us who are also grieving. Keith with the loss of Annette, the wife and three daughters of Mark, who passed aged 52 and whose funeral was on Saturday. May, who was 93 years old, a volunteer in the Strathcarran hospice shop and was the last surviving aunt of Minnie Coyle. And the family of William, Billy McConaughey, who had been infirm for some years and passed away on Monday morning. We think of Etta in her illness, Lorraine and Tilly the dog, who Billy loved. We pray for our church and for those trying to keep things going in these strange times and ensure we are doing the right things as registered charities. We also think of the Church of Scotland 
which would have been beginning the General Assembly on Saturday. We particularly remember Dr Martin Fear, who is going to have a special service broadcast online on Saturday to install him as moderator for the coming year. And for those who are doing an online version of the Heart and Soul Festival on the Sunday, and those who may be meeting as an online commission of assembly to take some straightforward but urgent decisions to keep the church running, including creating three new larger presbyteries, the Presbytery of Fife, the Presbytery of Aberdeen and Shetland and the Presbytery of Clyde. We pray for the wider church and ask that this year's prayer campaign, Thy Kingdom Come, from the 21st to the 31st of May, would be a time for Christians and others to renew and deepen their, our prayers, lives, individually and together. We remember our country's leaders at different levels in councils and parliaments, taking what we pray are the best decisions possible in difficult circumstances. And we think of other countries too, that world leaders will address this issue, but not forgetting other concerns too. The pursuit of peace in areas of conflict, justice for the persecuted, water, food, shelter for those who are in need. And we give thanks on this VE Day weekend that we can commemorate the end of war, Yet even 75 years ago, war continued against Japan for another three months. And as wars finish, sadly, other wars continue. Bring near the day when weapons will be made into tools of agriculture, when we can live alongside everyone in peace. Lord God, heal our world and hear our prayers. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Thanks again to Mark for putting this all together and to Betty and Peter for their contributions and to the Reverend Louis Kinsey and the Reverend Daniel Manisterianu for the songs that we have used. Give us ears to hear your voice, eyes to see you in the world around us, hearts to love you and your people as much as you love us, those whom we love and those whom we are called to love. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, this day, this week and always. Amen. Our blessing song is by another minister and friend of mine, Daniel Manisteriano from St Paul's Proven Mill, who kindly granted permission to use it. Praise the God who reigns above. Spirit free.